Just like that, we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com. ProLine players score great access to great regular promotions. For the entire month of April, every $20 wager on hockey or basketball will earn you a $10 free play token to use on baseball. We all know that baseball season is coming up around the corner. This offer is valid on all ProLine and stadium bet wagers until April 30th. Free play tokens must be used by June 30th. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. And just like that, we are back in action here out in Wolfville, Nova Scotia at beautiful Acadia University at the U Sports Men National Championship. Uh, we honestly rolled into town probably about two hours ago. We went to check out the first game, uh, St. of X versus Brock, and we ran into a couple buddies. We ran into uh, Tyler Nogler, head coach of the St. Mary's men's hockey team. We actually ran into Steiny, the old head coach for the St. Mary's uh, men's hockey team. Uh, and uh, Nogs actually introduced uh, myself and dudes to John Sim out here at the, just at the rink in the media booth. And we started chatting. I said, look, John, we got an Airbnb right down the street after the game. We'd love to have you come on the podcast. He said, I got nothing going on after the game. Let's make it happen, fellas. So we came back to the Airbnb, set up a quick studio, uh, and we're going to make it happen. So without further ado, today on the High Button Podcast, we have John Sim. If you've been living under a rock uh, your whole life, John Sim is an NHL veteran coming out of Nova Scotia. If you come from this part of the world and you're a hockey fan, you got to know the name John Sim. Growing up in New Glasgow, Nova Scotia, drafted in the 1996 NHL draft, third round by the Dallas Stars. He won the Stanley Cup. Stay humble, John Sim. Sim won the Stanley Cup. 1999-2000 with the Dallas Stars. I don't know if you remember that controversial goal with Hall with the skate in the crease. I don't know if it was – I'm not the guy to debate if it was in or not. Or, excuse me, if the skate was in the crease. But nonetheless, Dallas won the Stanley Cup. John Sim was part of the team. He actually won the Calder Cup in 2004. Uh, he actually played a little bit in Germany as well in 2011, 2012. Uh, 12, excuse me. Has a couple sons. Landon, who plays for the London Knights in the OHL. Uh, and Lane, who plays uh, here in uh, Picto. Uh, for the where well bombers we actually air, we actually uh live streamed that game last night so it's full circle we live streamed his son and now his dad's coming on the podcast today uh, so it's going to be a great episode uh i'm justin dudes is here and i just want to give you a little bit of a run actually you know what let's just do it let's just get into it i'm justin dudes is on the podcast we're talking to john sim we're pumped we're in wolfville nova scotia here we go you know what comes next <laughs> All right, boys. No, it's just one room. I think we're going here, though, boys. But yeah, this is a this is the whole setup here. Me and him are gonna we we we've uh, when you start a company, you gotta 
sacrifice a lot. You got to sacrifice some dollars. So we squeeze in. We got a third guy coming on the couch here. But anyways, John Sim, thank you very much for coming on the podcast, man. We appreciate your time here. We know you're probably a busy guy this time of year with uh, with scouting and whatever you do in the hockey world. So thanks for taking the time out and coming uh, on the podcast. Thanks. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. Uh, I've heard a lot about you. I've seen you a lot. So it's uh, it's good to sit down with you guys. Nice. How's, how is it just to, to, you know, to be up here in Wolf Island and, uh, you know, watch some top-tier hockey, I guess, in Nova Scotia, where uh, I guess it's been on and off the past couple of years. So it's nice just to see some, like I said, top-tier hockey here in Nova Scotia. It's fantastic to finally get this event in. You know, they've been struggling to get it in. Unfortunately, it wasn't in Halifax. They got to bring it down to Wolfville here. Yeah. Um, both my, my brother played here at Acadia for the X-Men. Oh, no way. As well as my brother-in-law. So um, I've had some connections down here, did some fundraising things down here for Acadia. Kevin Dickey, a good buddy of mine. So it's uh, great to be down here. Wicked. So what was it like growing up in, uh, in New Glasgow? That was good. You know, it's a very small town. Um, everyone knows everybody. Um, yeah. You know, we, we played hockey. Colin White and myself grew up together playing against each other, playing with each other. So... Uh, we got a lot of memories back home. Um, it's great to see Pictou County back on the map with, with some good mm. players coming through, good teams. Um, but, you know, home's home. I left. I was gone for 20 years and came home, and that's where I make my uh, that's where I make my, uh, my living now. That's where I am. Was there ever any – oh, sorry, you got no, home? Go ahead. Was there anyone, like, before you that you're like, oh, I, I kind of want to be like that guy in the NHL, like the, that came out of Pictou, New Glasgow area? You're like, oh, that, I, I want to take the same route as him. In Pictou, not really. I mean, you know, we had guys like Mike McPhee. That was from Cape Breton, okay. things like that. That that kind of I was a big Montreal Canadian fan growing up, and Mike was there, and then you know, so I kind of got to follow Mike Mike McPhee a little bit, and then you know, Colin and I kind of, it was just kind of happened. We both kind of really ended up getting lucky, and and uh, went on to have great careers. Same school, anything like that? Like, are you guys the same age? You and Colin, exact same age, same exact, school, same school, not not elementary, but like uh, high school, yeah, junior high. We were in the same. Same yeah. schools, but they never put us in the same class. They were smarter than that. No, I was just going to say, you don't think that wasn't by design. Yeah, they, there's no way these two guys can... Uh, the two hockey guys. Yeah, exactly. So it was actually Derek Walser as well. Derek right. Walser was another guy that grew up with us playing together, and uh, we had some really good teams. No way. The thing for me, too, is you say you had those guys before you, and that was a great question, too, because in our era, our generation, my old man always, he's from New Glasgow as well. So he would always say, you know, the John Sims and the Colin Whites and stuff like that, like to almost represent that you can pull it off. So that was a good question for that because you guys were the first couple people that we really seen that because, you know, you're from Nova Scotia and we're in the media era now. It's a little bit easier to get seen, right? But mm. back then it was such a crazy thing. So to see these guys from Nova Scotia go on and play, you, you start to feel like, okay, maybe I can do this. And I, and I, for me personally, growing up with those names, I mean, it. not that I made the NHL, but there was that little bit in your brain going, this is possible. Did this you feel possible. like a trailblazer a little bit? Not really. I think you live the moment. Yeah. You know, you're kind of going yeah. through it and, uh, you know, everything just it, it happens so fast and it kind of it goes by quick, too. You don't mm. really think of yourself as a, as a role model. But obviously, when you play in the NHL, you are a role model. But you don't know the, the extent that you're going to leave. Keep the mic a bit closer. To, so, to, yeah. To yeah. go through it, right? So, um, you know, I... I think Sidney Crosby looked up to us too, right? So yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm but just that's kidding, but you no. got to play against them too. Did you yeah, ever give them a little like, "Hey, you're here because of me" type <laughs> yeah. thing? You ever you remember yeah. me growing up, right? Yeah, so, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's great, and and uh, now I'm I'm back home. I'm I'm running hockey schools. I'm you know I'm part of the Atlantic Hockey Group. Uh, we deal with 250 teams uh, over 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 the Atlantic Canada. So yeah, uh, to be able to give back to uh, to hockey and. And to be a part and to bring kids along, it's, it's great. I yeah. love it. 
at, at what age was it? Uh, like, I remember watching like a Terry Ryan documentary over in New- Newfoundland, and he had to leave and go get scouted places. Was that the same mentality here in Nova Scotia back then? It's like, ah, you got to go to Ontario, you got to go to Quebec. Was it? Was that mentality around back then? I think. I think Carl and I were probably like you say. We were the first ones that uh, you know some guys that left came home. Yeah. Um, you know, we left. Unfortunately, we went to Laval together. Yeah. It uh, didn't work out very well. Um, I went, I got waved through the league, ended up going to Sarnia, Ontario, and yeah. Colin ended up in Hull. And the move was great for both of us. It was just uh, we needed to be apart <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> like, like school. <laughs> and, uh, but when I got to Sarnia, it was night and day. And then, you know, I, I went through my first year. And then my second year, I, I got off to a hot start. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, maybe you should get an agent. I was like, an agent? You know, <laughs> so it was kind of like, it was all so real. It all happened so fast, and it was it was a great experience. And it kind of like we didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on. And the next thing you know, here we are. You know, four years later, we're playing in the Stanley Cup Finals against each other. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. You know, we always go home together. We work out together. We train together. Uh, our kids are good buddies. It's uh, you know so. No, your kids are buddies. All oh, that's the best. Yeah, it's yeah. almost that's, a dream. You yeah, know? that's yeah. the dream. And you were growing up, if you would have said, you know, at, when you guys were twelve, all oh, you guys are both going to be playing in the NHL final. Your buddies are going to be friends. You've been sitting there going, "What are you talking about?" You know. Oh, big time! And, and plus, I mean, we made tons of other friends along the way. But you know, Colin and I have always been come home and uh, try to help each other yeah. out for sure. And and then when, when I was playing in New York and Colin was in New Jersey. We went on trips together. We went to all-star breaks together. We do Olympic breaks together. You know, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. That's going to be really cool, though, man, to have oh. like, one of your really good best friends along with you for everything. You can call you know him maybe I mean? a brother almost. Like, it sounds like it. Well, I, I think what it what it did for Colin and I is it pushed each other. Yeah, true. You know, like if I if I was doing well, Colin wanted to do well. If Colin was doing well, which he had a great career, you know, I was chasing. Like, hey, I want to, I, I don't want this to end, right? So, yeah. so we really pushed each other in that way. We come home in the summer. You know, he was a big, tall, lanky guy. That he didn't need a lot of plyometrics. He didn't like doing it. But I loved doing it because, you know, I was good at it. Yeah. So it pushed him that way. And he wanted heavier weights. And so I would say, oh, geez, okay, here we go. <laughs> so it really, we kind of played off each other in the summer, too, which really helped. Any like sorry? No, go, go ahead. Any like dinner battles? Like no, I got the I got the bill. I got the bill. Anything we like always that? Give it to him. He, yeah. always, <laughs> he always paid more than me. So, so he, he could always pay for those. That's great. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, where was the draft year in uh, ninety six? Six. Where was 96 it? Ninety six was in was in uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. So yeah. did you make you made the trip there? We made the trip there. Yeah. Colin was there as well. I got drafted. Uh, what was I? Third. Third round. Seventieth overall. Se- yeah, seventieth. Yeah, seventieth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think how many teams? Yeah. So I was seventieth and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dallas Stars, and it was awesome. It was. Uh, then you know your you you know your past kind of made here, and it's, it's what will you make out of it though, right? Like, hey, a lot of guys get drafted, don't play, and yeah. so and I get drafted to a really good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas back in the day, you got Medano back there. Like, who were like? I just think back then. I think of Dallas. I think of Detroit. I think of Colorado. I think of Buffalo. Yeah. I think of New Jersey. Yeah, those, New, those Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, I mean those are wars. I mean those guys were so good. I mean in Dallas we had uh, I mean we had Zubob, Ludwig, Hatcher. Sador. I mean, there's our top four that, you know, it's great. Uh, you had you had Medano, Newendike, Langenberg, Newendike, Lettinen. See, these are all legends of our, legends. Of our generation, of our- right? Like, So what's yeah. your mindset going into camp? My first camp after 96 when we got drafted was like, they had a lot of guys, because Bob Ganey was the general manager. So they actually had a lot of guys that were from Montreal. So they had oh, Brian yeah. Strudland. They had uh, Mike McPhee was, I think he was there, but left. Um, so they had Craig Ludwig and 
you know, it was kind of cool. So I'm going into this first camp with all these ex or ex Montreal guys, and I'm going, "Holy, this is awesome! <laughs> yeah. This is really cool." And we were up in like Vail, Colorado, or something. And uh, I was like, "All right, I'm getting in the shower with these guys." <laughs> you know, just one of those like, "Hey, you know, talk talk to these guys." Oh it man, was, it was pretty cool. Like for me, like to to be with the guys that I watched and won Stanley Cups in, in Montreal was was pretty cool. Oh man, you must have been a sponge. I was just, I was a sponge, just, and I was like a, I was like they just get please just shut up please yeah. stop you know I was an energy I was energy I had lots of energy I always <laughs> wanted to be around I love listening to their stories that's one thing like when those older guys talk about stories it's yeah. it's the coolest you listen you listen yeah and oh, you want to you want to right that's the difference you're genuinely you're interested in their, their stories because they're they're funny and they're awesome. So what was their reception like of like a small, you know, probably back then they probably didn't even know where Nova Scotia was and let alone New Glasgow, right? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, once you're in the hockey hockey world, you're in the dressing room, you're part of the team. That's yeah, right. right. Hey, you might be a small town guy. Yeah, yeah, small town guy, but you're part of the team, you're part of the group and, you know, you just kind of move on and away you go. So what was a welcome to the NHL moment? <laughs> um, well, my first game, my first game I got called up uh, 2000. And I walked in the locker room. We were in Nashville, and I get in the night before. Daryl Sador is my roommate, and then I walked into the locker room. It was a five o'clock game, and uh, on the board, like they always had the lineup up. Yeah. And it was Hull, Medano, Sim. And I was like, "Oh boy, this is going to be a lot of fun." And you start getting nervous right away, oh, right? Yeah, like, nervous. You got two <laughs> Hall of Famers, two unbelievable hockey players. That it didn't last long. Now this was, <laughs> this was, this was one game, and, and this is when Nashville was a young team, so they were, Expansion. you know, they were coming into the league, and you know, so they, you know, they weren't as good as they are now, obviously. But I got to play with those guys, had a couple good scoring chances, but it was that was pretty cool. Wow. So, like, what? The, okay. So now, I, now it makes me think. Like, what's your mindset going in playing with Brett Holm? Like, are you obviously thinking get them the puck? Are you thinking just first get off? on the puck? Or are you thinking just get it out you know, and don't make a mistake? Those guys are so they were always such good guys, and, mm. and they always like yeah, just play your game, play your game, right? What but got you, you here? It's hard playing with superstars because you feel like you have to get them the puck and yeah. do this, and you know. So I was just excited to be out there and every shift. The, as soon as you jump on the ice, it's like a shot of adrenaline, right? Mm. You just boom. You go, you go, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was it was a pretty cool experience. I got to bring up the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> the, I, I I think of the foot in the crease. I think <laughs> I, I think of <laughs> I, I, I think of uh, Donna Cash. <laughs> you know, I just think of sitting in my living room watching that and almost falling in love with hockey. Like I think of the rivalries of Detroit and Colorado, and oddly enough, I just think of that series of Buffalo and in, in in Dallas mm-hmm. being a part of that team. I guess just talk about that. You might, like, you know, you played a high level of junior. You, you've been through some things, but Stanley Cup final, they're not, you know, a good, po- a good portion of people that play hockey will never ever get to go through that. What was it mm. like? Yeah, no, it was it was really cool. I mean, like I'm 20 years old, and and you're coming into the league, and you're, you know, I don't, I didn't play a whole lot that whole playoffs. I played four games, but I was in every warm up, so I was around the team. I think because I had so much energy and just kind of, you know being around we had an older team so but but the way what you learn from a playoff run like that guys battling through through injuries and mm. and and putting everything on the line and, and just listening to about playing defense and and the structure and everything it, you just learn so much and i think just that run alone helped me play for 15 years definitely right just little things and, yeah you know you think you know everything then but you don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> you know as your career goes on you go back you look back at these moments and you just say okay and now now i know what ken hitchcock was talking about yeah you know so and i was lucky enough to 
the year of the lockout in 2005, I went back and I played for Philadelphia for their Phantom team, and we won a Calder Cup. Yeah. And you took those experience that we, you know, just being around the locker room, and you took it to guys like Jeff Carter and Mike Richards and, and Patrick Sharp and, and these guys, and now they're learning from you a little bit, and they go on to win three, four Stanley Cups. And, I never thought of that. Sense you of know, it's, wow. it's just kind of, you know, so what I learned from Guy Carboneau and Mike Keane and Brian Scrutland, just listening to them in the locker room, you know, you can pass it on to, to other guys. So just the experience is, is great. And now you're now you're coaching, and it's the same thing. Can you give us an, like a little example of something you learned from that Stanley Cup final? Just a little example. And maybe about travel. Maybe just about like something like about a suit, like a hydration thing, like a little trick, like just something that, that you really took in. You're like, wow, that's that's pro. That's all pro right there. Well, I, 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 you look at a guy like Guy Carboneau or even uh, Mike Keane. Like these guys put their bodies through torture and – you know, they always took hot tubs. They always uh, cold tubs after the game. They took care of their bodies, and that's what you had to do to survive. You know, they're out there blocking shots, diving, and you remember Guy Carboneau? Yeah, he'd block a Mack truck if it was kind of his face, the net, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, just little things like that, and just being prepared to play, like every game, getting yourself up to the to, to the highest standard possible to play a game. So what did you think were a couple things that got you to that next level? Like, was there some pregame preparations that you really did? Like, you know, some people like to look themselves in the mirror and give themselves a tap. Like, the, that's more the fighter guys, right? But anything uh, in particular that you can remember that really just got you going? Just the game. I love the yeah. game. Yeah. Like, the warm-up's probably packed. Warm-up. I mean, there's just 18,000 people in the, in the yeah. for warm-ups, you know. And for me, I, I love the game of hockey. I love playing um, – I wasn't the best. I wasn't the worst. I yeah. love playing. I love I loved the intensity. That's one thing. I, I mm. Intensity and, and work ethic. I always brought that, and I and that's what made me survive in the league. Awesome. It's, it's funny that the hard work kind of thing was is almost like, because you do a little reading, and I watch hockey growing up, but it's almost like you're like a pest because you work hard. But I feel like after watching you know, your young boys play a little bit too, that's almost instilled in them. It's just kind of like, it's almost like you're, you're the brand of the same name. You know what I mean? Well, work ethic's everything. It is, yeah. I, I, I believe in, in life, work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are doing a great job here. You're working hard at it. It's, 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 in, in hockey, it's, you get by with work. You know, if, if you can work your absolute hardest, then your skill will take over, and, and that'll really help you. But work yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah. So is that 100%. what you instill in, in, like, your players, or you try to anyways, I guess? Like, is I that the main to. component? I try to. I mean, it, you know, I'm lucky enough at times where we have some skilled players mm-hmm. and if, if our team outworks the other team, the skill will take over. For right? sure. You know, it's always the old the old saying. The cliche, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, this hard work will beat skill if, if skill doesn't work. Yeah. Right? So, and uh, I believe in hard work, and that's uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. It's awesome. A, it's a different thing, too, that when you have, like, you know, a coach like yourself who actually, you know, we could we could go watch you work hard. We could. The, like, videos and stuff like that. But when you have someone who has that credibility, and it's like, Okay, he's not just telling me to work hard because he thinks that's the right thing. Yeah. This guy's actually gone through all this. He yeah. worked to get there because, like you said, you weren't the best, but you weren't the worst, but you still yeah. had to work your ass off to get there. You're never right? going to ask someone to do something you haven't done yourself type well, thing. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. like that must feel good just to have that reputation. It's like, no, I worked my ass off to be where I am. I'm going to tell you to do it, and you can have success just like me. Yeah. It's yeah, a good well, exactly. feeling. Exactly. And, and all kids, all, all skill level kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you, you'll have success if you work hard. I, uh, I want to go back to the NHL really quick. This question could be way off. I hope I'm not. But when you were in Philly the first year after, uh, I think you were in Pittsburgh a couple years before, then you were in Philly, 2004, 2005. 06, 07. No. In Philly uh, after the lockout, 05. 
But that was Crosby's first year. Yeah. So I was listening to Crosby's Audible book, and they were talking about that first game in Philly. Were oh, you yeah. in, were you playing in that I game? That. You were playing that. Okay. I remember, I was, I, uh, I remember Hatch, uh, Darian, he, he was all over Sid. Like, he'd give it to Sid pretty good a few times. Yeah. But you could see this. The Sid was – he was going to be amazing. His career was just getting started. It was – it was like his twentieth game of the, in the NHL or something. Like it, w- it wasn't that yeah, into it, was, it. He was he he was unbelievable. Wow. What what was the game plan going into the room? Because listening to the Audible book, they uh, they were saying like, yeah, f- you know, Philly, it's Philly. They don't have Philly, to. Philly, it's Philly in Philly, Pennsylvania. Yeah, rivalry. of course. Yeah, it's a huge rivalry, and, and you know, Sid was coming in. There was a lot of hype on Sid, and uh, you know, we it was a rivalry. And, yeah. yeah. But what, what, what was the topic of conversation in the Philly room before the game, though? Is what. Watch this a little bit. Like, is, well, yeah, like where we, you know, we don't focus on one player so mm, much. Okay. As, as uh, you know, maybe Connor McDavid, you probably do. <laughs> but you know where the guy's at. Like, hey, yeah. you got to play this guy hard. He's young. And, and we had we had some big D. Like, Hatch is six foot four, guys. Like, this guy's <laughs> yeah. a beast, right? And he's, he's chasing Sid around. Sid did a pretty good job. Knocked his teeth out. Oh, yeah. He yeah, got, he, he knocked his teeth out. On the, on the, I think it was the second period. He got him pretty good. He nailed him pretty good. <laughs> Stick up and Hatch don't care. He, he was like, yeah, he <laughs> strikes me as a guy that didn't really care too much. No, there. he didn't care about a whole lot. <laughs> Which is good. A good. Uh, oh, he was. He good was quality and a teammate. He was a great captain. He was our captain in Dallas, and he was he was a good captain. <laughs> you weren't going in his corner. Yeah, oh yeah, but I'm sure Sid probably was like, okay, this is first real big test against a, a, yeah. a premier D like Darian. Yeah, and he was a man at that point too, right? Where Sid's a kid, there's a big 18. difference. Eighteen, he's eighteen. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. There's oh, a big yeah. difference. I think yeah. he said at one time that was his welcome to the NHL moment. Was that game? Yeah, just yeah. something like that. It was like, yeah, that's my welcome to the NHL yeah, moment. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Crazy. That's awesome. Um, playing coast to coast. You played in LA. You played in New York. What's the, what's the, what's the different experience about playing in the NHL? I think of weather. Oddly enough, I go LA. Okay, you can get your mind off hockey and maybe you know relax a bit. I think of New York. Kind I think of New York. I think of great travel because you got all the teams like a twenty minute bus ride. It seems like from you know like twenty minute flight. What was your experience on coast to coast? Yeah, you know what? That's that's a great question. Actually, you know, I, I started in Dallas. The travel was it was really tough. Like yeah, you're, middle you're yeah. in the middle of America. I didn't get to play in Canada, which would have been really cool. But right. then you go out to LA and. You make a trip out to out to Detroit, and you have to fly back afterwards. It's like a five-hour flight. It's long. Um, then you get transferred out to the East Coast and play down in Atlanta too. Atlanta was oh yeah, yeah. Atlanta was. Uh, we actually had a really good team on, when we were in Atlanta. We had Marion Hosa, Kovalchuk. Like we had stars, and we finished first in our in, in the conference that year. Um, travel was okay. Then you go up to New York, and you're right. Like you're now, you're busing to some, yeah. mm-hmm. to some city. New, New Jersey. Jersey's right there. You got. You're, you're taking a train into the city to play the Rangers. You're taking a bus to Philly. You're taking a bus to Jersey. You know, you're home before 11, 30, 12 o'clock every night. It's the best. You go straight home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but and uh, so I mean that was that actually I think it helped me in my near the end of my career because you're getting more sleep, you're rested. Really, you think it helped you that much? I do. Yeah, I really do. I think just getting home and being able to be home. I had kids. It really was a. It was. A, it was I enjoyed it. Well, love you, New York. Yeah, so you love the East Coast more a little bit. And you're from here. And I'm from here. You know, people, family. People could drive down. Yeah, right. That's people a big jump one. on a quick flight to LaGuardia or JFK. Yeah. You know, so we had a lot more visitors. Good or bad, yeah, you know. But uh, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed New York. It was great. How That's could you not, good. really? You yeah. know. Oh, you, oh my god! But at the same time, like, did you? Was there like a pressure there? Like when you? Because uh, I think in LA you could probably go out in the streets unless you're Gretzky. Yeah, they don't kind of blend in type thing because there's so many other things going on. But you go to a place like New York, I assume, or like any smaller Islanders fans are yeah, religious. Like, it seems yeah, like, you, you say you know that, what I'm like, saying. Remember in LA, like 
I we we we'd always go out. My wife and I would walk around and we'd look for celebrities and you know yeah. Tiger Woods and you see all these people. It was really cool. But then you go to New York, and it's actually they Islander fans are great. I've heard like, that Islander fans are legit. loyal. I've heard that too. Yeah. Oh, it's a small little community, not community. Nase or Nase, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Like they love their fans or yeah. their hockey guys. Yeah, love it. Hundred percent. I lived about ten minutes from the Coliseum. Oh yeah. So how far is the airport from the from your uh, house? I mean, touch and go, half hour. But what would you fly from? What was the airport? Uh, either JFK or Laguardia. Okay. But I'd always drive. I'd always drive back and forth from yeah. home here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Islander fans were great. And then we actually had uh, John Tavares was a, we drafted Johnny. Yep. I think Johnny and I played for two years together. Like <laughs> it. Yeah. So it was. Uh, he's he came in and he. He's a good player. Did he have that like that leader stature to him already, or was he still kind of like you know? Because there's some young guys that come in and you can feel that, or you can from the outside looking in, you can go, "Wow, he's yeah. a he's leading right now," or is yeah. he just kind of you know taking you the it easy? Yeah. yeah, Johnny came in with. I felt like he had so much pressure on him. Yeah, he wanted to be just like Sid and Savior. Come in and dominate and and you know our team wasn't probably as good as as the Pittsburgh Penguins were, but uh, you know he came in, found his way early, struggled a little bit. And then he took off after that. And yeah. he's a great player. He still is. Yeah. And the one thing about Johnny, he's a great guy. He's a great person. Yeah, you see a lot. Now we're in the days where you get to see things that they do behind the scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is really good because a lot of people forget that NHL players are human, right? Yeah. That's what yeah. the big – people always forget that. So now you get to see things, and I'm a Leafs fan, so obviously I like Johnny. And just seeing the stuff in the back of the – you know, behind the scenes and stuff that he does in the community. That's it. It, it goes a long way to, to to put that out there. Oh yeah, Johnny's a Johnny's a great guy. And then when his first game when he left the the Isles and, and he went back to, oh they booed him. Oh they booed him hard. They, booed they him still hard. do. Oh yeah, they like still to the, do. that. So that proves to you how like loyal into it the fans, fans are. are. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I met him once in Halifax when he was here stay, skating with Sid. He stayed at the hotel that I worked at, and he was in the lobby for like ten minutes waiting for the other boys to come down. And I remember just—I don't think he really wanted to talk to me, but he gave me the time of day. And we were just talking there for like ten minutes. I was picking his brain on everything, and he just—he's like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll answer anything you want to know." Oh yeah. And he was just—he gave me the—he gave me the time of day is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, which most I enjoy, guys, you know? most NHL players are yes. like that. They're—they're they're pretty good. Yeah, especially sure. when they come to a small town. They know, you know, no NHL city in Halifax. I'm sure, yeah. you know, he's cool. I mean, it's great. I mean, it, like for myself, like just to be able to do this and it's, mm. it brings you back and it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. hundred percent. Um, playing over in Germany. Yeah. Where you won a championship. No big deal. Eh? Won a big, yeah. I won a championship there. It was actually hilarious. Like we, we won, we were down two one in the series and we went into, uh, Oh my God, I forget the little city that we were playing. And, uh, we were down like five goals with like eight minutes left. <laughs> And between the benches in Europe, you know how they, they bring out, like, both teams leave? So they brought out the trophy. And, like, so our bench is here, their bench is Oh, it's here. like the Bell Center kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Our, yeah. Our, our team goes this way, their team goes this way. Okay. So they, they brought yes. out the trophy. The eight minutes left, we're like, we're oh, my God. We go, hold on here. <laughs> and next thing you know, we, our team, we, we start scoring goals. We, 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 we make it, like, 6-2, 6-3, 6-4. You're like, oh. 6-6, six, six, we tie it up. In their building, 6-6, six, six, we tie it up. We go to overtime. We win in overtime. <laughs> the trophy is right here. It's <laughs> so then we go back to Berlin. We go back to Berlin. It's and amazing. Then like, I think it's the next night or two nights later we play. We beat them like 2-1, 3-1. And uh, 
it was a great time. Wow. Those guys had a party over there. Can you imagine bringing the – they oh, brought yeah, the they trophy out? I would have been livid. But what does that say about the character in your guys' room? Like, yeah. if we're going to go hockey was, sense here. Was there a here? lot of, like, Canadians, Americans over yeah, there? Yeah, a lot of, lot of Canadians there. Guys like Barry Tackleson. Um, geez, the names were pretty neat that we played with. But they were, they, they won before. So, like, they knew how to win. They knew how to stay with it. That helps. And this kind of was a little bit of a little ignite, right? So they brought it out. And we came storm back. It was great. Wow. Do you remember? Did you score the overtime winner? No, I didn't. Do you remember no. who did? Oh, geez. I think it was, we had twins on the team. No I think way. It was one of the twins. Tyson. Tyson we had something. twins on the team. <laughs> Man, your memory's pretty good, though. Oh, like, you've I'm been, I play with you've a lot been, of That's what I was going to say. And, like, a, 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 when you play with guys, it's a nickname yeah. basis a lot of the yeah. time, right? So full names kind of, you kind of yeah. you miss them, right? It sometimes. Was a, it was a good group of guys, though. They were, they were a lot of fun. I think our locker room afterwards has, like, this much. The floor had that much beer on it. Love it. <laughs> it was like you could swim in it. It was great. Germany, though. Oh, no, Germany. Oh, we got yeah. a couple Nova Scotians now that are playing over. In, or who was who's on the ball? Jim Midgley. Well, yeah. he, he was coaching yeah. in Germany for a bit, Midge. and he was talking about like Oktoberfest and how a lot of guys, even if they're not playing in Germany, they'll go to Germany for this Oktoberfest. Munich. Munich. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, it, and I remember he said he showed up there once, and the next thing you know, he looked to his right, looked to his left, and he could count like ten Nova Scotians oh, just yeah. at this one Oktoberfest. And he said that Germany was just a great place to play hockey to coach sorry and a great place to live he's like i no complaints he loved it germany was great yeah it was beautiful i mean berlin was awesome beautiful city i used to rent a bike every day and just bike around the city europe just yeah, yeah good for yeah, the legs yeah, yeah just uh unfortunately my family was home so i was just kind of cruising around and that was gonna be my next question so they weren't with you in germany they no they stayed uh, they went home how old were the kids at that point uh my oldest i think was probably 10 okay 10 7 and Three, probably, right around there, I guess. Ten, seven, and three. Yeah. So, like, in your NHL slash AHL career, how much do you think your 10-year-old soaked in? Because back then, oh, maybe then. they... Yeah, lay, I, think, the, I think Landon, I think he, he like probably eight? remembers the most. Like, I would bring him to the rink whenever I could. He'd be around the locker room at the mm, Islanders. That's awesome. Oh, he would remember vague, vaguely. Yeah. The other two guys, probably not as much. Interesting. So, yeah. do, do you ever ask? Landon, like you know, do you, what do you remember? You ever? No, not really. No, <laughs> kind of talking about what he's got going on. He's, he's lucky enough right now. He's he's living his own little dream. He's, yeah, he's playing in the OHL. He's with the London Knights, so yep. he's hopefully on his way to something great too. But we'll see. That's a perfect segue. Boy, the, I, the London Knights yeah. scenario, because obviously you know you're from here and you, and you think your only option is the Q, right? But there's obviously some sort of clause there and i believe it's if if you play in the ohl or your father or your family or something like that i believe it is yeah you can do that so how does that come about well it's actually uh, when the memorial cup was here in halifax yep uh i went down to the, to the memorial cup to watch and I ran into a couple buddies of mine that one was a scout for chicago and uh he was with me in sarnia okay as our like pr guy kind of our everything right the guy the players always went to and and uh, we just got talking he goes i actually think there's a rule that if you play in the ohl your kids can. Okay. And I said, no way. <laughs> just, just you know, because I had a great experience in the OHL. Yeah. And so what I did, I said, I did, I made some calls. I called around. No one really knew. So I just said, I just picked up the phone. I called Dave Branch myself. I <laughs> the commissioner. Dave. Yeah. I called Dave and I said, hey, Dave, not sure if you remember me, but John Sim, oh, yeah. I'm still trying to get you out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> right? So... So Dave told me the, the, the situation, and uh, uh, I was like, oh, that's unbelievable. Thank you very much. We'll be back in touch if uh, we decide to go this route. And it was, it was a lot of talking with Landon, a lot of, you know, 
What yeah. So he's probably 15 when you're having that conversation. 16. Draft year. Yeah, he was draft year. He was playing midget for the weeks. And, yeah. Uh, and a few guys came in and talked to him about the OHL. And and uh, he made a decision that he wanted to go there. That was my next question. Was it obviously because you, you could tell him because everything that you went through. But did you leave it up to him at the end of the day? And that's that's a big decision for a 15-year-old man. It's a big decision. You I mean, know? He, uh, he could have been playing out here in the Quebec League. And uh, for him close to leave, home. It's, it was big. And obviously going to London Knights was a – we were thrilled. Mark yeah. and I were friends. And it's the London Knights. It's the London Knights. It's I mean, 10,000 people a night. It's, it's, it's really cool. The us. NHLers through the roof. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad scenario to be in at all. It's not a bad scenario. And uh, it's a lot of fun when I get to go up the watch. And I'm happy for them and hopefully keep going. That's awesome, man. That's great. How are they, how are they doing this season right now? Do you know? Well, they're, obviously you know. They're second but... in their conference. Okay. Uh, so they're, I think they have about nine games left. Okay. So we'll see what happens. They get into the playoffs, obviously, and yeah. hopefully they can make a long run. Did he come home during COVID, or was he up there? How did, how did that whole thing work in the they OHL? Down. So the OHL they stayed. shut down at okay. all. They just kept playing. There was no fans in the building and things like that, but they, they kept going. Yeah. yeah. That would be weird in a place like London, no? I mean, it's no. I know it's weird in every rink, but in a place that sells out every night and their fans, it'd be like, you know, when the Islanders don't have any fans in the building. It's a big <laughs> difference, right? It yeah. is a big difference. I went up when, the, when there was no fans. Okay. I was there, and it was uh, not the same. Especially where no. you've gone through so many, you know, rinks and, and no. you know, emotions and atmospheres and all that stuff yeah, over yeah. your career. It's just weird, right? Yeah, just, but they're still kids. They're still playing for their dream. They all no. know this. That's the one thing. They, they knew the scouts were there because that's all they could see. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. Right? So, <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. So the like, kids, they put more pressure on the kids because you, you look at a place like London, the scouts all sat, like, across the, across the way. And you could see 50, 60 scouts sitting up there, and you're trying to play. So. Bunch of pea coats and clipboards. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, boy, yeah. the trench pressure's coats. on. Trench coats. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, at what point of your career did you realize, eh, maybe I got a little teaching, coaching act in me. Maybe I might get I'm into get this. Uh, yeah, give back. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I think as I played, as you get older, um, my last two years, I went back and played the American League. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you kind of just take on the responsibility of being an older guy and trying to help the younger kids and – and I really enjoyed that part of it and, and helping the one year I'm back to Adirondack and, and played for the Flyers farm team again. And, and there was some nice young kids coming up and just helping them try to be pros. And then I went back to Bridgeport the next year. Uh, and then when I came home, my kids were playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I really wanted to help my kids and, and let them try to experience the same things that we did. Yeah. Sure. I did growing up. Yeah. So I said, the only way to do that is the coach. Yeah. And so I jumped in and here we are. It's probably a natural transition for you. It's like even if you don't want to coach, it's just your being. You've known hockey your whole life. And you love it. It's just in you to go, ah, bend your knees. I'll put your ass a little lower. Yeah. Put, yeah. Chip it. But why are you going chip it? You know, it's just, it's just in you. Yeah, no, you know? it really is. And, I, and, I, and again, it comes back to I love the game and, and it's it's fun to be around. And to see kids go from here to here in a year. And now you're seeing kids go from here to here. Yeah. As you work with them in hockey schools and things like that, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Very rewarding feeling, eh? It is. It really is. And I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying for you, like, that's got to be, you know, you, you, you have these kids come through your organization or even your own kids, and they make the next level. Even if they don't make the NHL, they, you can tell that something you taught them was instilled there at yeah. some point, right? Hard work. Yep, <laughs> the same way. Yeah, there you go. That's that's got to be the slogan for your hockey camp, isn't it? It's hard, hard work. <laughs> the same way. Do you think your message get like your style of game back then? It might not be the most popular style of game now. Do you find it's kind of hard to maybe teach some of your skill sets to the to the average player right now? 
Now, I was a skilled player. I know you were. <laughs> I'm not saying you weren't, but I'm saying most. The, game is, it, the uh, game is me now. I, just the one just rate my, my own pod. Goals in the open. Yeah, that's right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the average player going to the NHL is not going to get there on skill. It's through grit, hard yeah. work, and doing the right things. The, the one thing most kids don't want to do that. The one thing I learned when I was playing the National Hockey League and to play in the National Hockey League, I had to change my game. I had to change from being a skilled player to being a hard-nosed, rugged, greasy. But what? But you know what I'm saying. Like okay. most kids don't want to do that. Yeah, they don't, I'm they, not saying most kids. Uh, I'm not a coach, but I'm a. From what you I know, hear, as a, as a coach, you, you try to put kids in different situations where they can maybe adapt to that. Okay. Right. So if you're a skilled player, well, hey, you got to get the puck out too. Like you just can't play a skilled game. Yeah, true. Right. So you kind of try to teach them, you know, different positions and things like that as well. But you know, I think as as you become a pro. Not too many Mitch Marners out there where you're just going to be a skilled player. You know, you have to find a way to adapt your game and change for the game, the National Hockey League. If you want to stay, too. If you want to stay. Right? Because yeah. some guys, they ask you to, to mold, and you can't. Like, if you can't be a bottom six guy, then you're not, and you can't be a top six guy, then there's no spot for you now. There's no mm. spot. See you later, right? Exactly. So that's one thing Bob Gainey said to me. He's like, listen, you're a good player, but it's easy to play one game. Mm. True. Can you get in the door and shut the door behind you? And that was my struggle, my struggle early. Interesting, I liked that. I would, I would get the, in the door, but the door would never close. And I'd get in and get pushed back out, right? So until I changed, just like what you're talking about, until mm. I changed my game and said, okay, I might have to play on the bottom two lines. And yeah. then maybe get some, you know, get some gravy here and there in the second, maybe touch the first once in a while, <laughs> right? And uh, so then that's when the door closed for me. Once you realized and when once I you figured that out. That, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm a skilled guy, but, you know, you got to do other things to, to play in the National Hockey League. 100%. So then that's how you started out your career with all your teeth and then probably getting in the bottom six oh, there. Yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. muck it out and you lost it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you adapt. How'd you get this scar right here? Uh, Mark Bell. Mark Bell. Yeah. yeah he's like six foot three. It was what actually a funny what? story. Yeah, perfect. Playing in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> he was with San Jose, and, and uh, we just made a bunch of trades. Like We traded for, like, Walkachuk and... Uh, we had some guys come in. We thought we were going to make a push. Bobby Holdeek. And we're lining up. We're down like 4-1 after the, like in the first period. I'm going, man, I got to do something here to change the, I said to Mark, I said, Belzy, do you want to go? And as soon as he said this, I should have, I should have skated away. He goes, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> so <laughs> puck drops, and I was doing pretty good. Like, we were throwing pretty good. And then I thought the fight was over, and he hit me with an uppercut, and then he come back down through and. How many stitches? Oh, there was a lot, but I have I got a plate and four screws there, and no. surgery that night. That's why the Wi-Fi is acting weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah, that was uh, that's one mistake I made. Oh boy, but, but my, I showed up. I was gonna say that's the main thing, and the second thing was, did it spark the fellas? Uh, no, actually, we lied. Like, they scored. Like, <laughs> scored right six away. right out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry I brought that up. I had a, I, I should have I should have just looked at my fellow maritimer Bolt, Eric Bolton yeah hey, you go do this that's this yeah. is technically yeah, your so. job <laughs> that's amazing yeah, but so. that's that that's that adaptability right like you you recognize that you needed a spark maybe it didn't work but coach isn't gonna go ah oh, what an asshole why would he do you know like that's that's adapting to the game on the fly that's adapting to the game and sometimes you win them yeah in my case you lose more than you win how many fights do you think you've been in I don't know, 15 16 17, okay so I don't know. Too got, many? He got us beat by about 40 then because we're in the <laughs> negatives. I got a question for you. So, when you, right, it's usually when it's brothers, but in the NHL, if you have, um, 
like a brother on the other team and you get a picture with them at warm up. And that's kind of a thing that's like happening now. Back in your era, I don't know if that really happened Tell back then. Sticks. So I was I was going to ask if you and Colin White ever had a photo together in opposite jerseys like during a warm up. No, jeez, no. No. Jeez. But I, it's we a fair. We weren't allowed to look at each other. That's what I was going to ask. But like, too. but but you know what? The GM of of, of, of the New Jersey. You weren't even allowed right? to have facial he's, hair. And he's the GM of the Islanders uh, now. now. Yeah, yeah. So, clean so clean shaven. We never did anything like that. Um, but there was one really cool picture when when we lost in uh, 2001 to the Devils mm-hmm. in the handshake. Someone took a picture of Colin and I. Sick. And, uh, I have that picture actually at home. Yeah. Yeah, I have it at home too. Colin has it at home. I have it up in my house. It, it's it's a it's a really cool picture. It, I wish my helmet was off and his was on, but but it's a really cool picture. Sick. But that that stuff we never ever we weren't built like yeah. that either. We were always built like it's old a different school. game, yeah. man. Let's yeah. be real. Let's be you know. Uh, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. The game's different. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, Instagram and things like that. I mean, it's. I like you would ask me two years ago. I probably would have been like, oh, I can't stand that stuff, right? Yeah. But yeah, kind of just like you say, you got to adapt to the game now, and mm. you know that's what the kids want. Yeah, the kids want this stuff. And Prime example. We're not going to do anything to change it, and like we're not in the game anymore. Like it's just the, go for it, have fun. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. You know, once the puck drops, then it's a it's hockey, right? Game, big time. Um, I had a great question lined up. Could just forgot it. Well, I did. Have, do you have a picture of you with the cup? We were yeah. looking for one online. We couldn't find one. Yeah, yeah, you got, got one? I got a couple at home. Do you, do you have one on your phone by any chance? I don't think I do. Ah, he doesn't carry that around with him, man. Everybody knows. You don't need to show people, right? <laughs> yeah, here's the question. Uh, you talk about preparation for the game. That's one mm-hmm. thing you really like to hone in on. What was your preparation for uh, for a game? I was old school, guys. I mean, like a lot of kids go play soccer. And, you know, I used to grab a coffee and go into oh, the yeah. training room and watch TV. Love and- it. I, I always, I always, one thing I always did though, I always taped my sticks every game. Before the game, I would tape, you know, we always had three sticks going. So I would tape my sticks. I would always do new laces for every game. No, every game. Every game. Really? Was every that a superstition game. or was that a, I just like that tightness? Just because I could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you pay for these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was honestly, I, I like the feel of new laces in my skates. So interesting. I, I don't know where I where it came from, but, but I started it. doing it, and I so after every pregame skate, I would take the laces out of my skates, uh, undress my sticks, so that would give me something to do when I got to the rink. I get to the rink, I take my sticks, I do my laces, I grab a coffee, I go and I go bug the trainers, and, <laughs> right? Like I wasn't the guy that liked to jump around and yeah, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I had to spend so much energy on the rink. I didn't want to spend it. You want to waste it. Yeah. Right. So I, I, and I like shooting the shit with the trainers, and especially when I was in in New York. Uh, Scott Boggs, he's a good Halifax guy too. Right? Oh yeah. yes, he. Yeah. Uh, I played for the Halifax Lions in Junior A, yeah. and we got all the old Islanders gear. I probably wore your jersey if, <laughs> at one point. Because <laughs> no, 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 no. This was like 2010, 2011, 2010, 2011, yeah. and uh, I, I didn't know who the trainer was, but our trainer Breaker. Oh yeah, Breaker. You know Breaker? Oh, who doesn't know Breaker? Breaker? Yeah. Okay, so. My two brothers played for the old exports, and Breaker was their trainer. It was my trainer. Oh, that's that's he's been yeah. around. If you go back to like the pictures Man. of, it's all making he's sense. A, he's now. in every picture, every team oh, picture. Yeah. The middle of the form, it's he him. The same too. Yeah. Oh, I know he does. Yeah. 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 Um. So that's what I did, and yeah. then I have a coffee and shoot the shoot it shoot the shit with Bogsy and. That's so. wicked. Is he? Where's he living at? Is he? What is he? Bogsy. He's, he's still in New York. Is he? Yeah. He's Interesting. Still with the does he? Where does he come? Does he come here in the summer? Where is he, he? He comes home once in a while. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, we just want to give up too in, too much info. Yeah, what's his number? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, do you got? I got a great no, question. I was going to go up. with the preparation, but you go ahead. I got um, best uh, like amenities. Is that the word? Amenities. Like the yeah. best, like you know, you're on the plane, you got the best meal, like the best scenario. S- I don't want to say service because you don't want to say uh, say it like that. But you know what I'm trying to say. What's, what was the best? Well, I, you know what? So we talk about that. Like I always liked. Uh, there was a restaurant called the Capital Grill. Where a steak restaurant, and if there was one Capital Grill in a city when we we're on the road, okay. I always like to go to it. So it's like okay. an American chain type yeah, thing. Yeah, like okay. an American steak joint, and uh, I would always try to go to a Capital Grill. I like their steak. I like their appetizers. Some pretty good wine. So, oh yeah, but what about like on the plane? Like what was on the, the be- plane? Like, I mean, after games, they they always feed you steaks. Ste- oh, you, you got oh, steaks. Yeah. Oh, they feed you everything. They gotta keep you moving, man. Professional Preparation, athlete. right? As soon as you're After, done. Like the, the big thing that you you miss when you're done playing is the pregame meals. Like like just say you're we're in Boston and we go to the hotel before our nap. Like the the amount of food there is for the for the pregame meals, crazy. You got steak, salmon, pasta, chicken breast, oh, everything. Hey, yeah, all health. Ice cream. It's it's crazy. Ice cream at a pregame? Oh, Some yeah, guys tick differently, right? Like yeah, one it. guy, if they get word of one guy and want an ice cream pregame, then it's now in part of the menu, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just how it goes, oh, especially yeah. if that guy's doing well. Like if the guy's eating ice cream and he's terrible, then you're not going to. Yeah. Oh, here you go. I guess so. But I feel like Isn't there's it? I feel like there's not too many teams or, or, or systems that aren't going to treat you like that. You know what I mean? Like I've heard, sto- I've heard stories. Everyone treats it like that now. Yeah, okay. 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 I think junior teams are doing a great job now of, of doing the same thing. You know, with nutrition and things like that, it's yeah. important. Like yeah. you can't go, you can't go to fast food and eat no. before a big game. Well, it's yeah. not going to translate into energy either, exactly. right? Yeah. But right. The, now the information's there, and it's there for everybody. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because before it's like, oh, I know I can't get the same training the NHL guys do. I don't yeah. know anything, you know, right? But that up big like my my house, like if, like we're coming into playoffs and big games. You try to eat really healthy and good all week, so the kids can. Yeah. They have lots of energy. Yeah. And that's good in instillment too, like for them later in life. For, that's going to translate yeah. later, right? Like I noticed things that my old man told me, and at that age you're thinking, I'm not going to remember this. Yeah. But now it comes into play, right? And it's the same thing with food and stuff like that. Preparation, oh, big right? Big time. Preparation. Preparation, yeah. Preparation is, is huge. And, and Look at this before you got here. Look at this. We were, oh, we're yeah, good to go. Great. What's that I, saying? Well, I walked in. Yeah. I thought you were just going to have a video camera. We left after the second <laughs> period because we're like, no, we got to make sure. Yeah. Like, it's, it is everything. Like we're joking, but it's everything. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Preparation is everything. Take care of yourself and. Yeah. perform at the highest level yeah. what's that saying it's like when preparation meets opportunity greatness happens or something yeah. like that or yeah. Like yeah. So, it's something like that i but like that every time i think every time i hear the word preparation that's the one yeah. thing that comes in my head because i'm yeah. yeah that's a great slogan that's yeah awesome. right um you don't have to answer this if you want to go for it biggest waste of money you've ever spent what, what was something you just like i didn't need to buy that after you're all you know you got an nhl paycheck you're like i didn't need that sea uh, like, what was it? <laughs> You know, I was pretty pretty careful. I haven't really bought probably like a, a dinner or something. I probably yeah, just got extra horned up for stupid at a dinner somewhere. And be like, what was I doing? Being a big dog, though. Oh no, right? yeah, big dog, yeah, <laughs> big dog, right? So yeah. I haven't really bought anything out, outrageous. Like You're that. good with it. Yeah, well, he's got kids, man. Yeah, <laughs> where, where did that like you know you, you think of professional athletes and like some of them they you know they they're not good with their money. Where did your like loyalty to the money and your 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 ground foundation come with that well my dad was a banker and things like that so you know we yeah my brother's an investment guy that's pretty much all you need to say yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you know so you know i did have a boat when i was playing yeah uh then when i retired i i gave it up and i i I kept my sea do and things like that but but (laughs) yeah but you know the boat the boat was great because 
we had a young family and, yeah. and it was our way to, to get out and go on the boat get on the water and, and spend time with the with the family you can provide that for your family why not yeah yeah 100%. it's funny that you said you got rid of the boat after you retired well then we got into hockey camps and hockey true and the kids are getting older the and kids were getting older and they didn't want to hang out with dad anymore and, yeah right what? so it was you know you transition into life yeah yeah real like yeah real life yeah that, and that's what real it is and it's not saying that nhl is not real life but it's kind of it goes back to what we said earlier about how people forget that you're human right like yeah. it's, yeah. it's an entertainment thing and they're like what do you mean john yeah. sims not playing tonight what do you mean he's injured you know like it's because man he's <laughs> stuff happens yeah. but yeah that's crazy I, I, uh I, you good i got a question what's the what's the goal for this um weekend being down here in wolfville what are you what are you trying to accomplish what are you doing well, I'm here just to watch some some good high level players and see if there's anyone capable of playing professional. Okay, who are you scouting for? Uh, with the St. Louis Blues. Wow. So. How long have you been with them? Just just for like a year. Where was the connection there? Who brought you on board? So Doug Armstrong was there was the GM in Dallas. Okay. And now he's the GM of St. Louis, and yeah. last year during the pandemic, there wasn't a whole lot going on, but the Q was still playing. <laughs> so of. I reached out to to Doug, and he thought it'd be a good fit, and here we are today. Do they give you like a, an assignment of players to look for, no. or do they just trust your judgment? Yeah, they trust your judgment. And yeah. So, what's the first thing you, you're looking for right off the bat? You walk in the rink. Do you look for a guy's? Uh, I want to say personality, but maybe like body language. Are you looking for puck skills? What's the first thing you well, those normally notice? All come into play. I mean, body language is huge, right? Big time. Um, you know, you're looking for skill, skating. Skating's huge right now in, in the National Hockey League, right? Like yeah. You can't skate. You can't, can't play. play. Yeah. So, um, skating, skill, mm. energy. True. Work ethic. I figured right? that would have been the first one for you. Work, yeah, work ethic. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to tell right away, though, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to tell. You just kind of, you know, players that stand out. They, they do things, and then they do them consistently. Mm. See, right? it's different for you looking at it, too. Like someone on the outside, say they didn't. I don't know if there's any of these opportunities, but if you're a scout who hasn't really played a high level, like little things like you were just explaining, they pop out to you right away. Guys that are standing out, wow, what a nice mm -hmm. play on the wall. Ooh, good low support, that kind of stuff. Like those are hockey IQ things that you – would be able to recognize right away, but maybe guys like us maybe wouldn't, right? Yeah, just little things, and that's what, you know, it's easy to, to translate into this. So, um, But again, you know, I love doing it because it really it helps you listen to other scouts when we're on our calls, and mm. you bring those into, into, into your hockey schools and, and, and just skill stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, we're working on – this kid needs to work on his skating. This will help him if he does this. Well, then, bang, we, I take it, take it into my hockey schools. And, yeah. Work on it with and you nip that in the butt right there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do you like to talk to any of the players here or you keep your distance? No, no, you won't talk to any of the players. Just keep your distance. Yeah. yeah. He knows that from playing too, right? Especially in a big tournament like yeah, this. Yeah, but if you're, if you're, if you know, the, the big thing about about players now is good people. Yeah. You know, organizations want good people. They want people that, that are... Easy to work with. Easy to work with. And yeah, they're and, not going to get any bad backlash from them, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. right? Every time we did uh, we did a... Two podcasts with Steiny, and now he hit that on the head every time. So like, yeah, I'm not scouting anyone that isn't a good person. First of all, it's like they, I don't care if they're great. It's like you got to be a good person in order to come play for me. They even Bottom ask about your parents and stuff now too. Yeah, right? yeah, they want to meet your family yeah. and they ask about everything. And it's you know those are really important. You want good people in your organization and good people. That, you know that's, that's you don't want that baggage, right? Yeah. Because that exactly. there's there's lots of that too. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. But that's oh, yeah. in anything. It's not just hockey. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So. Um, I wanted to ask about your 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 season this year with the Bombers. How's everything going? What are you looking forward to? Is it play what we live streamed a game yesterday? That was regular regular season. Live. Yeah, we, yeah. We actually got shut down a couple times for COVID, so we actually have two games left on the weekend. Yeah, um, but we have uh, we have we have a really good team. We have lots of depth on our team. 
Uh, everyone can play the game really good at a high level. Um, again, we have we have some high end kids. We have some really good skilled players. So yep, definitely. That really helps. Just looking forward to uh, get into playoffs, and then hopefully into provincials. That's what we're provincials at for you this They're year. They're in Truro. Okay, nice. Yeah. Oh no, no, we're not doing that. It's closer to your. Yeah, hometown. but that's. Yeah, it's close to hometown. <laughs> yeah. What I, you know, what I think, you know, it, it's going to benefit our guys by just getting to their own beds. That's very true, man. That's a big thing that you don't consider. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to worry about the hotel. Yeah. Some guys flourish with the hotel. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's fun <laughs> in the hotels, but you know, for something like this, if you can get to your own bed. And, yeah. That's your trick in New York. Yeah, you get your own bed. Home cooked meal. Go. It goes a long way, though. Home cooked meal, that Home kind of stuff. Home cooked meal. Yeah. 100%. Dad giving you the gears about how you played and that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Makes you feel right oh, at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice for the kids, too, just to be able to play in playoffs and have somewhat of a regular. I know there was a little bit of a shutdown, but just to have a, a season that's going to go on to playoffs because that didn't happen last year. It must be nice. Yeah, all minor hockey is great that they extended and, and uh, mm. now we're, you know, everyone's going to do provincials and, and playoffs and day nice. of champions and all that stuff. Yeah. And then into spring hockey, our spring hockey is going to get up and going here soon, which is, you know, which is great. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the spring. So awesome, three sixty five hockey for the Sim family, man. Three, oh, that's your three six five. No, no, no. That's just, oh, I thought that was the name of the camp. Yeah, I was like, oh, three six five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're pretty busy into it. Awesome. Well, I'm good on questions. I think uh, I'm going to finish off. With oh, one you, you you give her. Should that goal have counted? In the crease, Brad Hall. I got a ring at home that says it does. <laughs> Man, that was the response I was looking for, so thank you very much. <laughs> Wait, you said in, when you went in Germany, there was five inches of beer on the oh, floor yeah. in the room. Well, how many? How much beer was on the floor? In, in, uh, was it in Dallas when you won? We were in Buffalo. We were in Buffalo. Even Jeez. better. We, we had to fly out that night, so I remember oh. Oh, we, it was a long couple days. <laughs> I can't imagine why. A couple months, really. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be living on that that hot for a long time. Yeah, you know yeah it was pretty so. cool. It was, it was great. Then the next year we lost in the finals, but still, just to go through that was so cool. Yeah, it's 100%. cool. And you have all these stories and memories, man. And, you know, yeah. you got to share some of them with us, and we appreciate that yeah. for sure. You'll have to come back on the podcast back in the city in Halifax. Come to the studio. We'll get some more stories out of you. But, uh, John, we appreciate you coming. Seriously, Thanks man. Thanks a lot, guys. Anytime. Awesome. All right, everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. It's. Thursday. Well, this is coming out tomorrow, so it's, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> work, uh, work hard, have fun, enjoy the weekend, put your feet up, watch some hockey. We're out. Peace. Would you be Elvis shaking up Memphis, making all the young girls scream? Would you make a speech that would change the world like Martin Luther King? Go down in history like Abe Lincoln, cause you set a country free. If you could be anyone in this whole world, tell me, who would you be? said I'd be a cowboy, someone like John Wayne. Donnie said, hey, pilgrim, blow that cigar smoke the other way. Said he'd make a million dollars pitching in the major leagues. Then he stared straight into Paul's bloodshot eyes and said, who would you be? Would you be John?
a father had all the answers to every question my kids have I'd earn every word in that coffee cup and said world's greatest dad be the perfect husband to that one that means everything to me who I'd be. 